Good morning, Middle Church, and welcome to our visitors this morning. Uh, would you stand with me as you're able for our call to worship? Today we're called to worship by a patriotic band of leaders. Listen to these words from African-American patriots who refuse to sit idly by. They write, we've heard this before. Go back to where you came from. Go back to Africa and now send her back. Black and brown people in America don't hear these chants in a vacuum. For many of us, we've felt their full face being shouted, their full force being shouted into our faces, whispered behind our backs, scrawled across lockers and hurled at us online. They are a part of a pattern in our country designed to denigrate us as well as keep us separate and afraid. As 148 African Americans who served in the last administration, we witnessed firsthand the relentless attacks on the legitimacy of President Barack Obama and his family from our front row seats to America's first black presidency. Witnessing racism surge in our country, both during and after Obama's service and our own, has been a shattering reality to say the least. But it has also provided jet fuel for our activism, especially in moments such as these. We stand with Congresswomen Ilhan Omar, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Iana Presley, and Rishada Talib. There is truly nothing more un-American than calling on fellow citizens to leave our country by citing their immigrant roots or ancestry or their unwillingness to sit in quiet obedience while democracy is being undermined. We are proud descendants of immigrants, refugees, and the enslaved Africans who built this country while enduring the horrors of its original sin. We stand on the soil they tilled 
and march in the streets they helped to pave. We are red-blooded Americans, we are patriots, and we have plenty to say about the direction this country is headed. We decry voter suppression. We demand equitable access to health care, housing, quality schools, and employment. We welcome new Americans with dignity and open arms, and we will never stop fighting for the overhaul of a criminal justice system with racist foundations. We understand our role in this democracy and respect the promise of a nation built by, for, and of immigrants. We are part of that tradition and have the strength to both respect our ancestors from faraway lands and the country we all call home. We ask all Americans to be good neighbor by demonstrating anti-racist, environmentally friendly, and inclusive behavior toward everyone in your everyday interactions. The statesman Frederick Douglass warned, the life of a nation is secure only while the nation is honest, truthful, and virtuous. This nation has neither grappled with nor healed from the horrors of its origins. It is time to advance that healing process now through our justice, economic health, and political systems. Expect to hear more from us. We plan to leave this country better than we found it. This is our home. Signed by 148 current and former public servants. This is our home also. Let us continue to worship our God. Amen.
spreading the blanket for young and young at heart. Well, Josephine is helping me spread the blanket for young and young at heart to join us up here for the message for all ages. I'm excited because I see a lot of older kids in the sanctuary today. So it's cool to have some of my solid elementary schoolers, some even a year away from middle school up here with me. So do you know what is the prayer we say every week? Do you know what it's called? The Lord's Prayer. Yeah. And people all around the world say that prayer, maybe every week or maybe pretty often in their churches and communities in many different languages. And Jackie is going to give a sermon, even more details about the Lord's Prayer today. Henry's excited about that. Uh, but I thought, because these are words we hear every week, maybe we could give some motions to the prayer that help us think about what, what do these words really mean or help it kind of connect to us in a different way. So why don't you stand up with me, young friends, and let's learn these motions together, and then pretty soon we're going to be able to put them in practice today in worship. So I know we hold hands often when we do this prayer, but I'm inviting you today to think about having your arms free so we can lift them for each different word or stanza, okay? So with your right arm, ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Like your name is really special. You're making a big halo for it. Uh, where are we at, folks? Your rain come. There we go. Your rain come. Your arms are outstretched. Your will be done on earth. Your hands are pointing down to the earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. It's like you're making a little cup for your food there. And forgive us our sins, like you're paying off a debt, as we forgive those who sin against us. Uh, and lead us not into temptation. You're going to cross your arms in front of you like God's protecting you. And deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power flex those muscles. And the glory forever, jazz hands down. My favorite part. And then amen, you can clap them together. Let's do one quick practice, and then that will be our prayer before we see a humba. Sound good? Okay. Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the reign and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Let's sing some Siahamba.
samba on whenever you <laughs> hear that. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How are you today? Good. Good. I'm Jackie Lewis, and if you're visiting us for the very first time, we're thrilled that you're here. We're so glad you came. So good to see you. Yes, yes. We are going to talk to all of them. I wonder if you'll raise your hand if you're visiting for the first time and keep it raised so we can greet you and also so our ushers can bring you a thing, a card. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Woo! Where are you from? You're from here. Excellent. Welcome home. Where are you from? Shout it out for me. Where are you from? Where are you from? Washington Heights. Washington Heights. All the way downtown. Where are you from? Lower East Side. Louisiana! Where are you from? Jersey City. Jersey City. Yay! And you guys, where are you from, ma'am? France. Bienvenue. Thank you. From France as well. From France, I'll see. Good to see you. From Montgomery County and Maryland. Yes, I used to live in Montgomery County and Maryland. Where are you? Upper, Upper West Side. Washington, D.C. Thank you. You're so, we're so glad you're here. Where are you from? Colorado Springs. Colorado Springs is in the house. Where are you from, sir? Charlottesville, Virginia. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, where are you from, love? Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia, in the house. Austria. Austria. Woo! You get the farthest away award, I think. Where are you from? Where? California. California. Welcome, honey. We're so glad you're here. I mean, there are so many visitors. Wow. Where are you from? Where? Kingston, New York. Kingston. Los Angeles. Yes. The Bronx. Boogie down Bronx. Is that how that goes? I'm so glad you came today. Right. Did we miss somebody? Right here. He's pointing. Okay. Over here. Where are you from? Where are you from? I can't see. Don't they? they don't they? Where are you from? The little one. <laughs> <laughs> Where? Paris. Paris. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. Okay. That's shocking and wonderful and amazing. You're a visitor once and then your family. So we hope that you will take a moment to uh, fill out. There's a, a green card in the pew and give us your email address, your name and email. Even as far away as France, you can worship with us online. We'd love to connect you to virtual ways of praying and learning and growing and doing justice. So please do uh, let us have your information. We promise not to sell it to Google. We will not sell your stuff. We have some beautiful friends from the Drew Doctor of Ministry program here. Stand up, y'all. They are students in public theology, and we are so glad to be their professors, along with Terry Todd. John and I are teaching this wonderful group of folks, and they're teaching us as well. Um, let me tell you a couple of things that are happening. Yay, even now. Bianca Mikalczyk, I'm sure I'm not saying her name beautifully. Sorry, Bianca. Bianca Mikalczyk is one of our young adults, a mom, a wife. She is on her way to El Paso to represent Middle Church at the action that's happening today and tomorrow on the border with Dr. Barber. Yeah. So keep her in your prayers. We're so proud to have lay people doing their thing. And speaking of lay people doing their thing, today we have a play directed by Harold and all the writers are gonna, yay, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And speaking of lay people doing their thing, 
Um, after worship, uh, Butterfly needs uh, three folks to help deliver the sandwiches to the park. So let's, after the congregational meeting, raise your hand so that Amanda can see you. Okay, this baby wants to deliver sandwiches. <laughs> Gloria, are you in the room? Ron, yes? Got one. Got two more? Okay, fantastic, love. Fantastic. One more. It's not like a raffle, but I do need your help. Okay, two, maybe two is what we got. Find Gloria Moy in the social hall, okay, after the meeting. Speaking of the meeting, right after worship, we're going to benedict and sit down and have a really beautiful, important congregational conversation. We've got an annual report for you. We want to talk mission, vision, budget, staffing, and answer any questions that you might have, okay? So just sit down and we'll have that conversation here. Um, Harold Batista. Harold, come, come down here from the camera, my love. Eight years ago, this really young kid with curly hair, um, friends with a guy named Christian, um, who was making videos for us, came, started shooting video for us, became an, a kind of uh, irre irreplaceable, inextricable part of our family, helping us to put worship and public theology in the world, a video. That would be Harold Batista, who... <laughs> So Harold is eight years older than he was when he was a kid, but he's still young. And we are so very proud that Harold has been accepted in a graduate program for filmmaking. Not only accepted, not only given a scholarship, but getting paid to go to school. Somebody say amen. And so, and so it is that we shall give you flowers. <laughs> no, Carol, wait, wait. Psst, 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 psst. Do you want to say anything? You don't really want to? It's too much. Too much. We love you, and we're proud of you. <laughs> He's like, don't make me talk. <laughs> I'm an emotional day. Give Harold big hugs. We're so good. Eight years of amazing service. We're proud of you, Harold. And I know you're emotional, so bye. Okay. Yeah, this is Harold's last Sunday back there, so make sure you go give him a little hug or something and embarrass him even more before he leaves us on Wednesday. Friends, we come here to this place today with so many things on our hearts and minds. We come celebrating with our family in Puerto Rico. We come grieving that even this week, Elijah Cummings and Emmett Till's memorial have been attacked again as reminders that white supremacy still reigns in this country. We come with all of ourselves looking for something else. And so now I want you to go with me into a time of connecting with that something else, of connecting with that thing that is outside of you, that you know that is bigger than you, that you know that is bigger than even what happens in this space, but it's something that we have to connect with because we know we can't do this alone, and we know we need something holy to walk with us. 
So get comfortable now if you're not already. Close your eyes if you prefer. And let's continue in a spirit of connecting with that force. God, your presence is with us as we sit in the quiet that we don't usually allow ourselves. And God, we're calling upon the Holy Scripture that tells us that your love will rise like the dawn out of darkness. We call upon that love today. May that love rise out of the darkness that surrounds the announcement of state-sanctioned violence for God's children on federal death row. We know that the answer to death is never more death. And we pray for a day when our government reflects something more close to the heart of the one that we know that champions life always, for all people, in all places. May your love rise in Hong Kong, where uprisings against oppressive rule are mounting, and where young people like 22-year-old Joshua Wong are leading the way towards creative, courageous, brighter ways. For the unrest there, provide rest. May your love rise tomorrow morning at 10, when people of faith from all over the country, including Bianca, our own family, will be in El Paso participating and witnessing and in civil disobediences outside a detention center. God, we admit that our quest to close the concentration camps and to reform immigration is a weary one. How many more times can we show up? How many more children will die? How many chants can we chant? Petitions can we sign? Until justice flows down like water, family, that's how long until justice flows down like water. God, for the places in our own lives where we need your love to rise, fill us up. For the holes left from death, a lack of money or food, feelings of self-doubt, fill us up. Remind us that each of us is designed by you, wonderfully made. Remind us that in our simple everyday actions, we either redeem this world or make it less holy, less good. Remind us that the stories we teach or don't teach 
the littlest among us. Either move us closer to bringing about the kingdom of God or move us further away. May this be a place we lift one another up, a place we feel love so that we may give love. And all the names we know you, including the one who always ushers in peace, justice, and redemption. Amen. And now I invite you to stand as you are able. And we're going to pray together the prayer that Marta did with the children. I'd like them to come with me now. If you'd like to hold the hand or the shoulder of someone, you can. But I'm going to try to do these motions with our young people if you'd like to do that as well. The words for the prayer are printed in your bulletin. Let's pray together now. Ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Amen. Friends, we have so much love and peace and joy to give each other, even in difficult times. So let's pass that love and joy and peace now.
Today's scripture is Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. Luke 11, verses 1 through 13. He was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us, and do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything, because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you? If your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The word of God for the people of God. En cierta ocasión, Jesús estaba orando en un lugar. Y cuando terminó, uno de sus discípulos le dijo, Señor, enséñanos a orar, así como Juan enseñó a sus discípulos. Jesús les dijo, cuando ustedes oren, digan, Padre santificado sea tu nombre. Venga tu reino, el pan nuestro de cada día, dásnoslo hoy. 
Perdónanos nuestros pecados porque también nosotros perdonamos a todos los que nos deben. Y no nos metas en tentación. También les dijo, ¿quién a ustedes que tenga un amigo va a verlo a medianoche y le dice, amigo, préstame tres panes porque un amigo mío ha venido a visitarme y no tengo nada que ofrecerle? Aquel responderá desde adentro y le dirá, no me molestes, la puerta ya está cerrada y mis niños están en la cama conmigo, no puedo levantarme para dártelos. Yo les digo que aún no se levante a dárselos por ser un amigo, si se levantará por su insistencia y le dará todo lo que necesite, así que pidan y se les dará. Busquen y encontrarán. Llamen y se les abrirá. Porque todo aquel que pide, recibe. Y el que busca, encuentra. Y al que llama, se le abre. ¿Quién de ustedes, si un hijo le pide pan, le da una piedra? ¿O si le pide un pescado, en lugar del pescado, le da un serpiente? ¿O si le pide un huevo, ¿Le da un escorpión? Pues si ustedes que son malos saben dar cosas buenas a sus hijos, ¿cuánto más el Padre Celestial dará al Espíritu Santo a quienes se lo pidan? La palabra de Dios para el pueblo de Dios. Thank you, Lydia. Thank you, Arturo. Muchísimas gracias. These are colleagues in our Demon program. Thank you so much for reading. Will you pray with me, please? Eternal God, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We ask as we seek to hear word from you, a word for right now, that the words of my mouth and that the meditations of all of our hearts would be acceptable in your sight, God, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. If my uh, Hebrew or my Aramaic weren't so rusty, I would read the prayer one more time in another language. Because hearing uh, the language of a person tells you something about the culture. And um, as we have heavy hearts about the border and our beautiful family there, it was important to me to have Espanol in the room uh, in the sanctuary, and we're so glad that you could do that for us, Lydia. Muchísimas gracias. Again, if my Aramaic and my Hebrew weren't rusty and I read this in Jesus' language, the language of his time, you'd hear something different as well. You'd hear subtleties in the, in the prayer. Jesus is praying, most scholars think, the Kaddish, but he's praying the Jewish prayer of Mourning. The Kaddish is a Jewish prayer of mourning that says no words about death. None at all. I'll tell you that Kaddish means holy. Can you say Kaddish with me? Kaddish means holy. I'll tell you that heaven is Shemayan. Shemayan. I will tell you that peace is Shalom. And Yishrael is Israel. Yishrael is Israel. 
Let me read the English the way this would be read. Um, it would always be read in Hebrew or, or in Aramaic because it says so. If you're going to read the morning Kaddish, you read it in this language. It would also only be read with 10 men in the room, not 10 women, sorry, but 10 men in the room make a minion, a, a, a congregation, if you will. But this is how, how the English goes. Glorified and sanctified be God's great name throughout the world, which God has created according to God's will. Can you hear the will and the creation? May God establish God's kingdom in your lifetime and during your days. And within the life of the entire house of Israel, Israel, speedily and soon. And say amen. May God's great name be blessed forever and to all eternity. Blessed and praised, glorified and exalted, extolled and honored, adored and lauded. Be the name of the Holy One. Blessed be God beyond all blessings and hymns praises and consolations that are ever spoken in the world. And say amen. May there be abundant peace from heaven and life, and for us and for all Israel, say amen. He who creates peace in God's celestial heights, may God create peace for us and for all Israel, and say amen. Why would Jesus be praying the morning Kaddish when his disciples ask him to teach them how to pray? What's he grieving? There's nothing in the text that says he's lost a friend or, or a loved one. But he's mourning for sure because he's living in occupied territory. He's mourning for sure because his people feel under siege economically. They feel uh, oppressed by the Roman Empire. They feel like their religion doesn't matter, that their lives don't matter, that their economic well-being doesn't matter. They don't have adequate health care. Their old people don't have adequate safety nets. They are strangers in their own hometown. New rules new laws, a secularization of their society in which they feel that their values don't matter. It's difficult to be Jewish and faithful in the context of occupied Rome. It's tough to be a Jewish rabbi in occupied Rome. I imagine that Jesus' people feel like the political process failed them. I imagine that those who are incarcerated feel like they're locked up in unfair conditions for teeny tiny infractions, that their families are broken up, that their lives are torn apart. I imagine that there are people languishing on death row and that somebody has turned the switch back on again. Somebody say amen. I imagine the little Hebrew children don't have good school supplies. That on their de desks are old textbooks. I imagine that they don't have the latest equipment because their neighborhoods have been redlined and their parents haven't been able to buy good houses. 
I imagine that the way the, the school districts are segregated, that the good schools are in the places where the highest taxes are levied and the not-so-great schools are in the poor places, and those children are already generations behind because they just are, but I imagine that they don't see any future. Can you see this? I imagine that the women, the women who, when they get together in the synagogues with Jesus and the disciples, suddenly have a voice, have rights, but when they go back home to their neighborhoods, they're once again shut down and silenced and nobody cares about their bodies. And I imagine that being poor and broke and Jewish as a woman means maybe subject to sexual violence. Can you see this? I imagine that the budget for the military is huge and the budget for infrastructure is somewhere in the middle, but the budget for, I don't know, medical help, the budget for mental health, the budget for better schools, there's no money for that because we've got to keep the roads moving well for the chariots and the swords sharp. Can you see this? Jesus is praying a morning prayer because he's grieving. Can't you see this? And in the morning prayer, he's not making a list of all the things that he's uh, disappointed in. He's not saying, God, please replace the Romans with a better political party. Um, he's not praying, please make the rich poor. He's not praying, please punish the unjust and ungodly. He's not praying, please help me pass my SAT test. He's not praying, I need a new car so I can make it through the day. He's not praying, I need a boyfriend. That used to be my favorite prayer when I was a teenager. Asking ye shall receive. That's what it says. I know I'm flat-chested, but hey, there's got to be somebody who wants a girlfriend like me. He's not making a list. He's not treating God like a genie with a delivery system designed to give him what he wants. He's praising God. Holy be your name. Holy be your name. He's declaring your reign come right now on earth as it is in heaven. One petition, give us this day our daily bread. Two petitions, give us today the bread we need for today. Not help me bankroll my kids' college. Gosh, but give me today what I need today. Give me the bread today for today. Bread enough for today. No hoarding. Our people know about hoarding. That bread turns to mess. Just enough for today. Petition two, do not, don't let us go into the places where we will be tempted to not be who we're supposed to be. Petition two, save us from the time of trial. Save us from temptation. Block, block us from the weak places in ourselves. Petition two. And petition three, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Wipe the slate clean, our slate and theirs. Three demands, three. Feed us today what we need today. Stop us from our worst selves. Keep us out of the line of our own fire. 
That's what that temptation's about. I can get into big trouble. Please help me. And then three, forgive us as we forgive others. That's it. The rest of it is just praise, uplift, celebrating God, celebrating God's holy name, and asking it to be there as it is here. So the question becomes, what is heaven like? What is heaven like? Do you think heaven is a place where some people have golden chariots and some people sleep on streets? Do you think heaven is a place where we step over homeless people with their cardboard houses on the way to Trump Tower? Do you? Do you think heaven is a place where because you were born in Europe and because you're a man and because you're straight, you have more power than the other folks? Do you think that heaven's like that? Do you think heaven's a place where black lives don't matter or is it a place where black lives do matter? What is heaven like? This prayer invites us to be visionaries. It invites us to make on earth what is heaven. And Jesus would have had, not to make up some stuff, but visions. He would have had a picture of the reign of God in his mind from being a Hebrew boy growing up in Nazareth, ancient Palestine. He would have had Isaiah. He would have had Isaiah he would have known that God's promises for reign of God on earth were about rivers coming into the desert, about lush green places where there used to be arid places, about life where there used to be deadness. Jesus would have had that. He would have had Zechariah. God, I love that book. He would have had a promise of recovery of like oasis, of, of, of Garden of Eden. He would have had old people in the streets. He would have had young kids kicking it on the playgrounds. He would have had the city so safe that you don't even need streetlights. He would have had that. He would have had visions of, of rivers running through cities and leaves on trees healing nations. He would have had everybody has enough. He would have had women and men equal. He would have had children mattering. He would have had neighbors loving each other enough to protect neighbors' cows when they wander into their backyard. He would have had hospitality and being kind to strangers. So when he says on earth as it is in heaven, he's evoking a whole series of texts, of visions of God showing up for those on the margins and God protecting the vulnerable and God making a way where there's no way and God healing the broken and God giving sight to the blind and God breaking down the walls and God making the crooked places straight and the high places low. He said a mouthful when he said on earth as it is in heaven. He said, I made everybody beautiful. He would have been saying, no matter who you are, no matter who you love, and no matter how you look, you're fearfully and awesomely made in my image. He would have had on his mind the sense that every valley will be uh, exalted and every mountain will be made low. He would have had in the back of his mind that God was in the business of straightening up messy things. 
he would have had in his mind that justice was going to roll down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. And it wasn't going to be some vision from Dr. King, but a vision for all of us to own as our own. Because when we pray that prayer, we're saying all of that. We're saying on earth as it is in heaven. It's prophetic speech. And Ulanov and Barry Ulanov would have called it primary speech. They would have said that it is the kind of speech that rewires our very psyche and our souls. This prayer is prophetic primary speech. It is anchoring us in the will of the one Jesus called Daddy. Abba. Papi. And when the disciples said, teach us how to pray, this is, that's all they got. It's not magic. It's not genie. It's not list making. Daddy, holy be your name. Your kingdom come. May it be on earth as it is in heaven. Feed us today what we need today, today what we need today, us and them. Feed us today what we need today. May it be on earth as it is in heaven. Not save us from this place by burning it down. Not make sure there's Armageddon. Not rapture. Not parachute out of the earth. But make earth here as it is on heaven. Make it here right now as it is in heaven. where all of the people praise God in one voice, all of the people in their multi-everythingness. Glory, hallelujah, because your reign has come. I heard a colleague say this week that experiences in our lives right now can take us to the edge of the place where we don't think Praying works. We're not sure we can even do it. <coughs> Me too. But I'm challenging myself to make this prayer a daily practice, a daily spiritual practice, to listen to what it really says and to pray it like I mean it and to pray it as though even if I don't, it's still vision casting. It's still articulating the will of the one who loves me just as I am. It doesn't really need me to say anything to make it happen. You know, there's a, there's a conversation about whether God's moved by our prayers or, or if God is unmovable. I don't know. But I'm going to pray anyway. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I'm going to pray anyway. I'm not sure. But I'm going to pray anyway, and I'm going to pray not to manipulate God, but to manipulate me. I'm going to pray to manipulate me. I'm going to pray anyway so that I can be in tune with what God is doing in the world. I just want to be counted in the number. I just want to be a part of the plan and the process. I just don't want to be on the outside while God is fixing it. So I'm just going to pray 
when I'm afraid, I'm going to pray when I'm lost, I'm going to pray when my words feel hollow, I'm going to pray when my heart is broken, I'm going to pray when my eyes are weeping, I'm going to pray when my head hurts, I'm going to pray when my feet are tired of marching, I'm going to pray when I know I'm overcommitted, I'm going to pray when I didn't return your phone call, I'm going to pray when your email is in my inbox, <laughs> holy Lord, I'm going to pray when we feel like we're grieving people we love, I'm going to pray when we make decisions that are hard to swallow. I'm just going to keep on praying as it is in heaven, on earth. That's it. If that's all I remember, every day, on earth as it is in heaven. Every day, on earth as it is in heaven. Every day, on earth as it is in heaven. Every day, on earth as it is in heaven. That's it. Every day, marching with our feet, singing with our songs. Every day, on earth as it is in heaven. That's it. Every day, on earth as it is in heaven. A call to action, marching orders, our vision, vision casting every day, on earth as it is in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven, every day, on earth as it is in heaven, every day, every day, every day. Every day. Amen. Good morning, Middle. My name is Wesley Rowell, and I'm a member here at Middle. Um, and when I got here about five years ago, I was not looking to join a church, anybody's church. Um, my plan was to sing in the choir a couple of Sundays a month and to get out, you know? Um, I, uh, that kind of like running away from God is what I've kind of been doing mo most of my adulthood. Um, and uh, to be completely honest, most of the churches that I had been singing in or had been attending were not on earth as it is in heaven. Um, not for me, not for, you know, this queer black boy, you know. Um, so, you know, I grew up um, in the AME Zion church. My granddaddy was an AME Zion minister. And, you know, I think if he were alive now, he'd be called a mystic maybe. Um, so I grew up with this kind of love period thing, you know, that we talk about here, but I wasn't about church with a capital C, and it just wasn't my thing. And, that, and then I got to middle, um, and I still had no intention of joining anybody's church. <laughs> and um, I met Reverend Jackie Lewis, and uh, the first thing I heard out of her mouth actually was, um, Hi, I'm Jackie Lewis, and I'm the queerest straight black woman in America. So, you know, that got my attention, you know. And I, Jackie wouldn't let me go. There's this, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it because I'm gonna forget it. Um, there's this hymn that says, um, Oh, love that will not let me go, I rest my weary soul in thee. I give thee back the life I owe that in thine ocean depths its flow may richer, fuller be. And that sounds a lot like on earth as it is in heaven to me, you know? So I said yes, you know, I said yes to middle after a 
kind of a prolonged courtship, I said yes. And at some point a voice, this crazy person said to me, why don't you start a group for queer black men at Middle Church? And I, I looked around and that crazy voice was me. <laughs> so, you know, I said yes, and Jackie said yes, and Bertram said yes, and, and, and here we are. Um, the miracle of Middle Church is that if you can imagine it, there are resources here that will help you achieve it. Um, look at all of us, you know, we're the ones that we've been waiting for. You know, we say that all the time here. Um, movements like Middle need your time and movements like Middle need your treasure. Um, so please give as generously as you can. And since you are here, say yes to the love that will not let you go. And to be a part of this movement that is on earth as it is in heaven, please see Amanda after the service. Thank you very much. to myself, oh, John's going to sing this song right now, but he's not, because John doesn't have a voice today. So I get to sing this song. Please pray for me.
your joy, your joy this day. Thank you, Dad. ever-loving and holy God, God of many names, we thank you for these gifts given today in your name. We thank you for the generosity they were given from this generous congregation, and we pray that you will order our steps so that we can use these gifts to make it on earth as it is in heaven, to make it on earth as it is in heaven. Let us use these gifts from New York to El Paso to Washington, D.C., to Puerto Rico, to make it on earth as it is in heaven, and to care for this beloved community assembled here today, assembled online, and those who are not with us today. In your many names we pray. Amen.
Ella, she wants to offer you a blessing. Okay. She said, you're doing your ministry on my watch. Uh-huh. All the babies are counting on you to make heaven on earth. Rot now. No parachuting out to heaven. Good schools, health care, safety nets. Everybody has enough. Clean water, take care of the environment. All that stuff is holy work, right, Ella? That's what she's saying. She's saying, get busy. She's saying, let your feet move. Let your hands tweet. Let your voice raise that all of that is praying. Right, Ella? All of that is praying. Pray dangerous prayers. Pray powerful prayers. On earth as it is in heaven, the best prayer of all. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and they sat down. <laughs>